Welcome to Travel Stories by Witty Travels. We're your hosts. I'm Will. And I'm Katsi. In today's episode, we're going to give you all the details about how we got from Miami, Florida in the United States to Tirana, Albania in the Balkans of Europe. With a layover in Germany. We're going to provide all the details, at least the first-hand experience details, that we had to go through from being on the, uh, checking into the airport and getting on the airplane, all the layover information, all the documents and all the rules and regulations, everything that we went through so that you guys have all the information that you need if you're going to Tirana or any other place in Europe in 2021. So the first thing that you have to do when you're checking in for a flight is to do a check-in in advance. Usually it's like 24 hours, but um, I didn't do this part, so I'll hand it over to, to Katya. So how that whole experience work checking us in in advance? Yeah, so we actually were able to check in 23 hours beforehand, which we did. And it was a pretty simple process. Just had to confirm you know, our name, our passport number. And uh, it was funny because the when it got to the section for the passport, it actually asked what kind of passport you have and not country but like the type of passport like electronic and there was a few others listed and i wasn't really sure so i kind of had to do a quick google search to find out what kind of passport we had but other than that super simple and then you got an email with our boarding passes kind of not really um yeah so a lot of the times you'll uh get everything that you need in advance for like a domestic flight you know they'll give you your boarding pass you can even hold up your phone you don't even have to print it out uh, and it just kind of scans as they're going on, but they didn't do that this time. Yeah, so we did not get an electronic boarding pass. It did have a section on there that said you need to check in at the counter um, before you know you go through security. And so we thought, okay, we'll check in. Maybe we don't have to. We don't have luggage to to hand in. So right, because that usually helps us with time a lot, right? right? So we don't have we are in our mind we don't have luggage, so we don't have to go up to the counter and talk to anyone we can if we ever had to get a boarding pass printed out not on our phone they have these electronic kiosks that you enter in your flight information and they print everything off for you they could even print off like luggage tags a lot of times but for this flight there was no option for that we actually had to go uh to talk to someone at the counter yeah so i mean checking in online was super simple so since we're talking about already checking in at the counter you want to take that over I want. I always want to get there early. I'd rather be extremely late, uh, no, extremely early than late. You know, five minutes or anything like that. So we got dropped off to the airport out of Miami International about four hours early. In my mind, I had a, a great plan as usual uh, for things that we could do. We get dropped off four hours in advance. We go and get our boarding pass very quickly, and we're sitting there at the Centurion Lounge of Amex for three hours, having food, having drinks, and getting some work done ahead of time and ahead of our flight. But that did not happen. I think nothing went as you had hoped for. No, no, (laughs) nothing at all. But you have to be flexible uh, with your plans if you're going to do what we're attempting to do. So from the very first flight, uh, life reminded us about that. So we got there four hours early, 
and um, there wasn't too many people there. We were off to the side. We moved from one area to another because we didn't want to be right by the bathroom with everyone passing us by every couple of minutes. But the spot that we moved to, we couldn't see that there was a small line for me. Yeah, so let's hold, let's backtrack a little bit. We get there, we find the Lufthansa counters, and then we see like nobody's checking in. There's nobody there. It was pretty empty. Like there were no attendants at the counter and we finally saw somebody kind of walking by um working at the airport and we asked hey when can we check in and they said what they said they uh, 140 which would be three hours in advance of our boarding so we're like okay we just have to wait about an hour so like you said we pulled off a little bit to the side we were waiting to so it could get closer and then we noticed, you noticed some people kind of crowding around? Right. So we saw two people at the very front of the line, even though it was blocked off. And I'm assuming they're a flight attendant, so they don't have to play by any sort of rules. But we did see after a little bit of time, there was like four different sets of people kind of lining up. Uh, you know, they have the, what stanchions, I guess they're called. Mm-hmm. And they're basically shut off the whole entire line. But there was like four people uh, lined up outside of that at blocked off area. Mm-hmm. And then the two flight attendants right by the counters doing whatever they wanted to do. Uh, so we, you know, we got there super early and we didn't want to have to wait a long time for being there that early. So we kind of lined up with everyone else there. So we were about fifth in, in, in the row. Um, and then not at 140, a little bit later than that. About like 10 minutes later, 15 minutes later. Yeah, about 10, 15 minutes later after that, they finally came around and we saw there was people at the counter. We saw there was someone at the beginning of the line, mm-hmm. um, and we were able to start this whole process. Yeah, and so the lady starts letting people through the line, but before they start going through the line, she's asking people to pull out their COVID test results. Yes. And I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, we did not have that. Well, so two things. One, we are going to Tirana, and we didn't need a COVID test, but we went ahead and took one 72 hours beforehand, so that way we would have results in case somebody did ask us, and in case of an instance like this. But our results didn't come in until, I think, 72 hours later, once we were in Tirana already. Um, we're we're they, negative. We're yeah. good. <laughs> but They had it, 72 yeah. hours to give us the results, and they used every single hour. Yeah, they did. Um, so when we approached this lady, we said, hey, you know, we just have a layover in Germany. We're going to Toronto, which they didn't need um, a COVID test, a PCR test. So she just kind of said, that's fine. So we kept going. And um, when we got towards the end, of, you know, we were next in line to get checked in. And we hear some people kind of also talking about the, the PCR test. And we're like, okay, they're going to ask us again. They're going to ask us for the results. Um, this one guy in front of us was yeah, so the frantic guy, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, he was, he was frantic. So there's a couple of things, right? Obviously, they were asking if you're going to go to Germany as your final destination or probably anywhere in the Schengen zone that you have to have your PCR test, obviously negative. Um, and then also there's a new rule coming up where you have to have, I don't know the difference between the masks. We usually just double masks to, to stay safe, but there's like the 95 mask. I don't know if it's N or K. Um, let us know. But um starting February 1st, and we flew before this, before February 1st, you had to have that proper mask, that 95 mask on. So there was the, the mask, the PCR test, and there's also an additional form. Now Lufthansa emailed us saying that, you know, here's the form if you're gonna be uh, staying in Germany. Um, so there's three different things that we didn't have before that flight. And the guy in front of us, 
obviously his final destination was Germany because he had to have that PCR test and he didn't have that. Do you remember exactly what he said? I do. So he said that he had taken the test, but he hadn't gotten the results back. Um, And then another like Lufthansa person that was working there said, hey, there's a, a... you know, a testing site about 15 minutes away. They give you your results right away. So you basically have to go get that. We can't let you through. So I'm very glad that wasn't our case. Yeah, you know, it was kind of like uh, praying and crossing our fingers combination for a lot of these different things. So uh, when we were there talking to the lady at the um, the counter, uh, we did say that we were exactly going to do the layover. Like, oh, do you have the uh, PCR results? And we said, well, we're going to go to Tirana. It doesn't require it there. I don't know if it's just like a check to make sure that you know what you're talking about, but she says, okay. The guy who was, gave the other, um, the guy who, who works at the airline, who's given the other, you know, passenger kind of that grief about, hey, you got to go take your test. That guy didn't come over to us, which was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't mention anything about the Germany form. Now, I think that's also if your your final destination is Germany. We saw this other guy uh, kind of going through this huge duffel bag. Oh, yeah. A chef, I think. Because mm-hmm. once he's, op- so he's opening up his luggage, his duffel bags, I guess probably looking for the form or the paperwork or something um, that he probably had. He, I guess he had zip tied his luggage. And so he pulls out a cheese grater. Poor guy. I feel so bad. And he's trying to open up his, um, take off the zip tie off the luggage to be able to open up his bag. And I guess, you know, once he opened up, we saw some more food items. So we're like, oh, okay, he's probably a chef heading over to Germany. But uh, I'm just so grateful and thankful that we didn't have to go through any of that. Yeah. But we we did have a little bit of a hiccup with our bags. Right. So we thought that we've flown, you know, we've done a couple of trial runs. We try to be as prepared as possible. Uh, We went to New Orleans and vlogged it. So we had all of our equipment. Also went to Mexico for a honeymoon, recorded it. So we had our equipment and our bags. We've done two different trial runs. And both times the main thing was, can the bag, right? We're true backpackers. Can our backpack fit above um, the area above our heads on the plane or on the bus? And when we went to New Orleans, uh, that was our big thing, right? Because we couldn't fit one of the bags up top. So we had to take some things out and then put in our day bag. And that led us to basically saying, hey, we have to go through security with uh, and take all of our electronics out anyway. So let's just put all of it in the day bag. Fine. We had that and we had our bags and we know that they're condensed so that they would fit in the overhead. But that was not all that they asked for. Yeah. I know that there's a limit to the type of flights, you know, depending on the type of flights that we fly, like the, the, overhead. the width of it, usually it's yeah. the size of the bag. Yeah. So the overhead compartment, like when we first went to, I think we flew spirit. So we realized, okay, theirs were a little bit smaller. When we went to Mexico, the flight we took was, um, American next. It was jet blue. Jet blue. Okay. Yeah. A huge overhead compartment. So no issues there. Um, and then we just tried to make sure that our carry on, which is our backpacks, was it condensed as possible? Our backpacks have the like extra expander zipper, so we made sure it was not expanded to be as thin as possible. Um, but did not realize that other flights outside of America have a weight limit on your carry-ons. Yeah, so the carry-ons, if they're over ten uh, kilos, uh, kilograms, then you cannot take it on as a carry-on. So she's like, well, that's fine. If you have carry-ons, let's weigh them. So she 
plops Will's Perion on there and it's 13 kilos. Then she plops mine on there and it's 15 kilos. So it's not like we could even shift some stuff from one bag to another. It was just literally over. And then the other carry-on backpack that we have with our tech here was about eight kilos. And that's already filled to the brim, so we couldn't add anything to that. So we asked if we could switch them to... Um... Yeah, so we wanted, we just asked for a couple of minutes because our whole lives, right? Everything we have is either in storage or it's on our back. So we didn't want to check in any sort of like luggage this is the whole point like we have bags that are carry-on so we asked for a couple of minutes to get situated so we were able to make sure we had every single piece of you know filming equipment or anything that we need uh with us and we, we transferred some things uh, around and transferred some things over it wasn't like we could just like Adi said use just one of the bags we were screwed on both of those so we knew we had to check those in and we just made sure everything that we needed was in the actual tech bag. But there were some additional things that wouldn't fit in there. So like any sort of like food, we even had like our toothbrushes and our toothpaste. Because if they lose that, that bag, like we're done. Like we have to buy all new clothes, uh, everything. Whatever we were wearing. We, so whatever we were wearing in our electronic equipment in our laptops. Yeah, that was the most important thing. You could buy new clothes, you could buy new toiletries, that's fine. Although we specifically bought the things we bought for it to last us a while, but that's fine, no big deal. The biggest and most important thing was all the tech gear. And so once we got all that situated, I had an extra, I think like Walgreens bag because we had some snacks with us. And so all the extra little like toothbrush, toothpaste, uh, we just threw into that Walgreens bag. So throughout the airport, we're walking around with the backpack and then like a, a Walgreens bag with some extra things and it a little bit of a mess, but that's fine. Yeah. We were able to, our two, what are supposed to be carry on backpacks. We, we needed to check those in. And so thankfully there was no fee to check them in. I guess, you know, some airlines charge you for just one suitcase. Right. But... So, you know, that could be, you know, 35 to $50 per uh, piece of luggage. And she said, well, you have a free check-in or, you know, that you can check in for the airplane. And I was like, well, one or two. She's like, two. So at least we did not have to pay anything mm -hmm. extra to check in our bags. Uh, that was included in our ticket. I guess one free check-in item since it's international, which was nice. It was just, uh, you know, it was just a little bit more of a, a struggle with, uh, you know, a Ziploc bag of like food and uh, a Walgreens bag filled to the brim and our tech bag. Uh, we looked like we had no idea what we were doing. Like we decided to do this last minute. <laughs> we put in months and months of planning to this. Yeah. So that was pretty funny. But yeah, we made sure our luggage had uh, the, the tags with the info on it. That was a good call because our bags don't have that because it's always supposed to be honest. Right? We have luggage tags, but we don't have a suitcase and we did not plan at all to check in a bag because yeah. we've never heard of the the weight limit. So yeah, we just got the normal ones from the uh, airline, put our basic information uh, and just prayed that we would see it again one day. Yeah. So that was a little nerve wracking, but again, the most important thing was on us. We had our, you know, all our identification on us and then we made our way out of the check-in area to um, the yeah. security check. Yeah. So we, then we made it to the security check. The one that we were supposed to do um, was right next to us. So we thought, oh, okay, we just go, we get our boarding pass really quickly. 
we walked, you know, 10 feet and then we're going to go through uh, the security area there. But we had to walk down to the next one and then go through security. Which makes sense. I mean, I'm sure not a lot of people are flying internationally right now. So, you know, that area of the airport is definitely a lot less busy than when we flew to Mexico or even to New Orleans. So we're at the security checkpoint and it's our turn to go, you know, scan our passports. And one thing that they have changed during this timing is that you take your own passport and you scan it yourself. Um, and the attendant behind just sees the passport that gets scanned and pulls, you know, asks you to pull down your mask so they can see your face. And that's what we did. Although well, your passport yeah. had. <laughs> I try to be fancy. I have my passport in some sort of like clear sleeve that I got when I got the passport in the first place. And it wouldn't fit through the thing. So I take that out and then uh, slide that there. <laughs> Basically everything I'm planning in advance uh, turned against me. But that's fine. It's okay. We're learning. This is a learning and a growth process. Yeah. Um, but yeah, scanner passports were good. And then we um, approached the line to go through the security checkpoint. Um, and as we're waiting in line, just a, a few people in front of us, no big deal. Um, this lady frantically comes over and, you know, ask, starts asking in Spanish, um, like, oh, can I get in front of you in line? I'm running late. And we're like, yes, that's fine. No worries. We still had about, I think, an hour and a half till, you know, till we were needed to board our plane. So, it was all good. So, she scurried off in front well, of us. Well, she, she got in front of us and we're like, yeah, sure, whatever. We're, you know, we don't have four hours anymore, but we have plenty of time. But the lady in front of oh, us yeah. said no. Did she? Yeah. And then she, but she still went anyways. She still went anyways. Oh, gosh. I think they both, <laughs> I think they both spoke Spanish. So I, I, in my mind, I'm like, does she not speak the same language? Because maybe she was thinking that the lady who was in a hurry was trying to sell her something. But I think they both spoke Spanish. She's like, no, you can't go ahead of me. But then I think afterwards she did. I well, don't she know. no, she just forced herself in front of it. She's like so frantic, like oh, I'm late for my plane. And the lady did like roll her eyes a little bit. Oh, the gosh. lady who, uh, the other lady in a <laughs> rush got in front of, but there was no stopping her. She needed what? to catch her plane. There you go. Yeah. Well, again, this is why we choose to get somewhere early so we have plenty of time. Um, and again, even though we couldn't check until three hours beforehand, we still had plenty of time. Yeah. So we get to the conveyor belt. You know, we take all our electronics out like we're supposed to. That was all pretty smooth. No big deal. Um, we get through. They didn't have to check anything. Last time we flew to Mexico, I had left um, our microphone in the backpack and I didn't pull that out. And so this time I was ready and I had that pulled out. So that was not a big deal. And so, yeah, we just went through security. No problem. Yeah. All we had was like, that would be like a liquid, be like a little travel thing of, of toothpaste. That wasn't a problem. Yeah. You know, we're glad we're able to brush our teeth, but if we couldn't, I would have figured it out. Yeah. And we had at this point, like three or four hand sanitizers. We asked if we had to like take that out or if that was okay. He's like, that's fine. So at least they're using some, you know, common sense at the time they're in, you know, we're not trying to know smuggling anything crazy we just want to make sure we can sanitize our hands as much as possible and brush our teeth because we have a very long flight uh, ahead of us so those things yeah. both worked out yeah and there, i think the reason we were a little bit worried was because you're supposed to have your liquids in a you know quart size bag and clear bag and we obviously didn't have which that. we have a, a quart size bag with all of our liquids and everything's put in there nicely but that is in our uh check, check bag now, now. So. <laughs> Yeah, so we get through there, no big deal, put our shoes back on, and then we look at down at the clock um, at our watches, and we're like, okay, 
Unfortunately, we're not going to have time to go to the lounge because the lounge is completely off is at the complete opposite terminal of where we need to be. So we just decided to head over to our terminal and just chill out there and just kind of compose ourselves before we are about to take a eight and a half hour flight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we... Um... Exactly, man. It would be so nice to just chill out the lounge, you know. Like I said, and get free food. <laughs> free food, high speed Wi Fi, free drinks, um, everything that you need. They even have some TV shows uh, that you could watch and all these kind of great things, but no time for that uh, today. But so we just grabbed a couple of sandwiches, right? Um, and that's basically it. We filled up our water bottles and mm-hmm. we, we waited until the, uh, the flight. Yeah, and that was super smooth. Got onto the flight. No big deal. Man, this plane is huge. I've never flown on an international flight like this. So that was super cool to see, like a massive plane. You want to talk about that? Yeah, so it was set up. I don't know, remember if it was the 3000 or like 3300, but it's one of those two four twos. And because we're going in the middle of the afternoon, uh, I figured we'd have some room. Um, so they, if they, there was just one person, they'd be in the two seat area. So there's no one next to them. And then the four seat area, I would think we just have us in it. And then there'd be another two seat area with one person in an extra space. But to my surprise, they actually put uh, someone in our section of four. I'm like, come on, like there's nobody on this plane really. Um, but yeah, tell us about that guy that was with Yeah. Us. So then he comes in frantically, you know, I feel bad for people. Like I just, I'm, it's already a stressful time. And then on top of that, traveling it's a mess but he comes in stressed out saying he's had a bad day he almost looked like he was having like an anxiety attack um and so he's looking for where to put his bag then he's looking for where to sit he sits down not right next to me but you know on the end of that row and then he asks the attendant for a glass some water he chugs this bottle of water like a big not a normal size it's like a little bit bigger maybe 22 ounces of water in like 30 seconds um and then i'm like you know hey are you okay like hey you made the you're on the plane that's the most important part and he's just not giving two cares about anything right now um but the flight attendant let him know like right before we were about to take off hey you can scoot to the row behind you so you can have your own row just take a breather you're good um which you know he ended up i think falling asleep within 10 minutes (laughs) so yeah yeah. so then we had a that row to ourselves right so out of the four seats it was just Katsi and I uh so plenty of room for Katsi to lay down they gave you a pillow uh they gave you a blanket Mm -hmm. and then on this plane there was the digital screen in front of you like a tablet size Mm -hmm. where you could pick all kinds of different things so there's movies tv shows there was e-journals where you can read an article like two Mm -hmm. or three minute long all kinds of options Uh, I just decided to just listen to a podcast but it was all there they even give you a um, free headset if you want yeah. that as well. And they gave us hand sanitizing wipes um, before we got onto the plane. Like as you're coming onto the plane, they gave you that as well. Yeah, so good. you can wipe everything. I'm sure they, they do wipe it down. but So you can wipe everything down and then you can clean your hands as well. Mm-hmm. And you have plenty of space on the plane mm-hmm. uh, to space out and not be too close to anybody else. Yeah. Um, and then cool things. Everyone complains about airplane food, right? Yeah, everybody says, oh, airplane food's not that great. But we had a couple great meals on the plane. Perspective. When you no longer (laughs) have something, then you finally appreciate it. Even in our short flights to uh, New Orleans and to Mexico, we got like uh, cookies or chips. Mm -hmm. And this uh, flight, we were able to get two proper meals. Uh, The first thing 
first meal was dinner, probably about after an hour, hour and a half, uh, they gave us some dinner. Uh, so, I mean, we have like, you have some concerns. We have some concerns about things. Yeah. That we so we weren't sure if we're like, as they're, you know, bringing around the cart of food, we're like, uh oh, is there going to be meat in this? Um, and we were very happy to find out that there was no meat. It was a pasta dish and uh, a salad. Mm-hmm. Which no one ate the salad. No one ate the salad. Listen, they give you ranch dressing. Salads are great for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but salad, there was a piece of bread yep. with, uh, there's a slice of cheese, packaged cheese, and some crackers, and even a dessert. There was a berry cobbler. Yeah. It was all good. Yeah, you have bread and butter, salad, a main dish, uh, dessert, uh, and then they come by with the carts. Usually you get, from usually from what I remember, uh, you know, water or juice uh, or a soda which they have those, coffee or tea, which they have those. In addition, uh, I don't know if it's just international or you go into Europe, but they also offer beer or wine. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you can't choose from every wine in the world, but they had uh, white wine uh, or red wine or some kind of beer. I didn't see what the beer option was, but had some wine. Yeah, had some wine, which was good. It just kind of, yeah. yeah, I was surprised. You know, you're thinking it's probably like a house white wine. It's tasty. Yeah. yeah. So enjoyed our meal, uh, you know, enjoyed our wine and, um, you know, we're able to listen to podcasts. Um, I did some editing. Um, so I thought the eight and a half hours would have felt like forever, but it was, it felt like a fast eight and a half hour flight. Um, mm-hmm. you know, after editing kind of dozed in and out a little bit, didn't really sleep too much. Um, but next thing you know, they... Next thing you know, I was waking you up so that yeah. you could, so when breakfast came around. Yeah, yeah. So breakfast came, oh, so I did, at one point, we were a little bit nervous because there was some turbulence that started happening, but before, you know, before it got too crazy, the pilot came on and said, hey, we're going to ex- experience some turbulent right now, but it'll probably, we'll go through it for about 20 minutes. So that was really nice for him to let us know how long it would last too. Um, yeah, another thing is, you know, this is Lufthansa that we're flying on, and it's a German airline, um, so they're mostly going to speak in German, but the cool thing is they said announcements in German and then in English, mm-hmm. uh, so even th- through the turbulence part, they, they said it in German and in English, they were about 20 minutes, okay, cool, I mean, it is what it is, you're flying over the Atlantic Ocean, it makes sense that you're going to mm-hmm. go into some turbulent areas, but not too bad, and you're in a bigger plane, so you feel uh, less than if you were in a smaller plane, which is nice. Yeah. Uh, even like the safety um, information before you take off, sometimes like someone comes around and they have a couple people to do uh, those announcements, but they just had like a animated short that they played one time, uh, you know, this kind of cartoon kind of thing mm-hmm. in German, and then they played again in English so that everyone could be fully informed on to what's going on. Uh, There's tons of flight attendants on that. Mm-hmm. I felt like you're on a cruise ship, like that many people yeah. per the, the area, and um, they were all nice and friendly and also spoke English as well. So um, they did a really good job uh, with that flight. We enjoyed our dinner, um, and then we also had uh, breakfast. And for breakfast, we had... Uh, egg salad sandwich and a granola bar. You can get like water, coffee, tea as well. And then uh, our form. So when we went to Mexico, our form was very detailed. We had a lot to fill out. We and we had to bring it to the customs or yeah, the customs or immigration mm-hmm. immigration um, and turn that in. And we had to, like some ordeal and some mm-hmm. uh, yeah, a little bit stressful thing there. But 
here, I basically felt like you were at like a network event. And... Well, actually, no, no, no. That was the that was the second like that was the second flight. Okay. So to Germany, oh. they were coming. Yeah, to Germany, they were coming around and handing out some like COVID paperwork again. Um, you know, stuff specifically for Germany. Um, we didn't have to worry too much about that again because we were just doing the layover. Mm -hmm. So. The landing was pretty smooth, um, and then it was time to get off the plane and head into our layover in Germany. Yeah, and here we had about a five-hour layover, and um, it was a big airport. I don't know the, the size, but it felt like big, like you're at Miami International, uh, big enough, like you know, um, like Atlanta or whatever, where there is a, kind of a, a train in the middle of it, like a people mover in the middle mm -hmm. to get from one terminal to another. And, uh, but it wasn't too many people there, even though it was in the morning, I thought it might be a little bit busier. Um, but yeah, it was a nice lounge, uh, not lounge, but nice airport area. Speaking of lounge, we couldn't get to that lounge either. Right. Couldn't get, cause that was, you know, so many things were closed. The only one there was for business class, which, uh, we're not at that level yet. Hopefully soon. Help us out. No, uh, where we can, uh, have a business class, uh, ticket to prove that you can, mm -hmm. and your, your card to, and your Amex card to get yeah. in. But no big deal. They This airport was huge and they actually had a, a few different pockets of areas with some like chase lounge chairs. And we just stopped at one that was kind of to a corner away and just tried to chill and rest and maybe even try to take a nap. Wasn't very successful. Like my eyes were tired, but I physically, my mind was alert, like ready to go to the next thing. Um, because I think it's technically like 2 a.m. what we're used to, but really it's like 8 a.m., 9 a.m., in this time zone yeah. so so we i think we got uh, we arrived at like terminal a and then we had to make it to c so literally as far mm -hmm. as we could go uh we chilled out in the chase lounge area i think in like around b and uh, after just chilling for a little bit uh, then we went uh, into the uh, the airport transit and went from B and then went over to Z, which didn't take too long. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that's something to keep in mind. Make sure you're not too far away mm -hmm. uh, from where you're going to go. Um, so we went to Z, got off there, and then we were in much closer to the actual airport area. But we did have to go not through a full like security kind of thing. But um, they did ask for our passports again there? No, there we just, it was just another security check. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like passport check or anything. They just wanted to check your liquids liquids and your bags again. Yeah. Um, so, so before entering Terminal Z. Yeah. yeah. So took everything out again. Because it's a big airport, I guess they don't know if you can sneak in from somewhere. Um, so we put our things on a conveyor belt. Yeah, no problems and no issues there. Mm -hmm. And then we were in Z, um, the area that we were going to, to fly out of. Yeah, so again... About at this point, maybe we had like two hours left in our layover and we just grabbed something to eat. Um, we sat down by kind of one of the window areas where the flights are coming, the planes are landing, um, and we did get to see some snow flurries. Actually, then it actually snowed for real. It wasn't just flurries. Um, yeah, so I mean, I've seen flurries before, but like that was the first time I've ever seen it actually physically snow. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, I think we even worried, we're like, uh-oh, is it going to snow too much where it's going to result in, uh... There's a fine line between, <laughs> hey, this is really cool that we're finally seeing, you know, we're in Europe and we're seeing snow and, well, we don't want it to snow too bad where, like, it's going to cause an issue with, yeah. uh, you know, flying or taking off. But yeah, no big deal. Um, we were supposed to board, start boarding the plane at 1240 for, like, a, a 120 flight. 
Um, and we start walking over to the area around 1240, the, the, the actual zone, and they're not boarding. And we're like, what's going on? And then we see some some cops kind of walking in and out of the, the, the plane. Um, and we're like, what in the whole wide world? Um, but they came over the speaker and said, hey, we're having some delays. The plane is here, but we're having some delays. Very vague. Um, but about how long did we have to wait before we finally boarded? I think it was like a lot, another like 30 minutes or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was a while because we ended up leaving the airport. You know, the plane ends up leaving a lot later as well. Um, but we got on there and um, this plane is a lot smaller and a lot more crowded. So unfortunately, our row of three was filled with us and one other person to the left of us. Um, but it was only a, a two hour flight. So, you know, not too bad. Yeah, so this flight was um, not exactly not too bad. Uh, it wasn't one of the huge uh, type of uh, airplanes. I think it was five in width total. Uh, and yeah, there was three on one side, maybe two on the other. No, it was three and three. Three and three, okay. Yeah. So, but definitely a much more compact uh, um, airplane, right? With mm -hmm. busy, you know, no like social distancing or anything yeah. like that. You mean you have to wear your mask, but um, yeah, there was one guy uh, to our left by the window. And, um, yeah, but overall, not a bad flight, um, pretty smooth, like takeoff and it was beautiful, like sunshine, like the whole way there. I did fall asleep on this leg of the trip. I was exhausted. <laughs> yeah. This one was super smooth and yeah. And we're obviously trying to, you know, at the different areas, trying to stay up as long as possible. But once we finally uh, got in this plane, it's like, well, this is the last leg of it. Um, so yeah. And it was nice, and it was a nice, uh, smooth flight. Mm -hmm. Anything really stand out uh, until we got to the paperwork part? No. Everything was pretty pretty good. Yeah, so then when we went to get the actual paperwork done, uh, here's where, you know, uh, I was thinking back to Mexico where they had this big, huge form. We got to fill out mm -hmm. things, like, multiple times. And this one is really just, like, we were at, like, a networking event because <laughs> it was just, like, the basic information. And it was a basic piece of paper, too. Like, a half sheet of an 8 by an 11, like, 8 and a half by 11 sheet of paper split in half with your info. They just did this in Word and printed it out, like, five minutes before, yeah. basically. And it's not like we had to hold on to it to, to carry it with us over to... Um, Customs, what's this called? Over yeah. to... Yeah, so um, over to, um, yeah, to immigration. Immigration, yeah. It, they, flight attendants came by, picked up our papers, and just threw it into a bucket. Um, so my guess is maybe they just need contact tracing info in case, you know, something happened. Because, again, you don't need a COVID test to get into Albania. So... Yeah, and we came prepared um, to this one, uh, remember, from... Uh, Mexico when they did not provide any pens so we had like two different pens well one of them ran out of ink but the other one was fine yeah. but they also came around with with pens this time with yep. pens this time the guy next to us uh, borrowed our pen uh, he's I don't know if you've ever been on a plane before because as we were taking off like his um, seat tray um, his food tray was down in front of him and he was like what leaning over it like that like trying to take a nap that way it's like you know you can't do that uh, and then you know they had to tell someone else to open up the the wind shade, uh, the yeah the shade over the window. Which is that? Do all planes do that? Both both flights on Lufthansa they they asked to make sure that the window shade was up. I don't feel like that's a thing. Yeah, no, I think no, it's a thing. Oh. Um, when you're taking off, I don't know why. I'm sure there's some kind of reason, but yeah, yeah, they have the shades up. You, uh, you, your, your seat can't be leaned back at all. You have to have your food uh, table up and, and secured. Um, yeah, so some people didn't know all those basic things. And um, 
but it was fine. And then that guy was kind of next to us, was like, needed the pen back because he needs to write that he's from Amer- coming from America. It was very nervous about this whole situation. Yeah. At least everything didn't go smoothly and as planned, but at least we've gone through the motions on like mm-hmm. an international trip to get more prepared for yeah. it. So we kind of know what to expect for the most part. So by the time the flight attendants were coming around to pick up our paperwork, we noticed that we are approaching Tirana, Albania, and the mountains are gorgeously like just there. And we're seeing houses on top of the mountains, and it was just beautiful. So the the landing was pretty smooth, and um, we're you know the flight attendants came on over the speaker and said, "Hey, there's a lot of you. We want to make sure to get you out as smoothly as possible and as safely as safely as possible. So please stay seated." And oh my goodness, the minute that the plane landed, people are coming up out of the seats, getting their luggage, and then the a flight attendant came on over again please sit down. Nobody's listening. So the flight attendant got a little aggressive, which he obviously needed to, and was like, everybody, please sit down. So then like everybody sat down except a couple more people. So the flight attendant had to come over and and tell them to sit down. But oh my goodness. Um, Anyways, so finally the flight attendant comes on again and says, okay, we're going to dismiss you by rows. And then I'm not totally paying attention because I'm thinking, oh, we're all the way at the end of the plane. It'll be a while before we get the, it, it'll be a while before it gets to us. And so the flight attendant says, rows one and I guess 30 or something. And then the guy next to us is like, hey, we can go like that way. I was like, oh, okay. I have never exited from the back of the plane before. Have you? I have not either. No. That was insane. And then also, which was also insane, you know, the plane is just in the middle of the landing. You don't exit and get yeah, off. in the middle of the, the, the runway. We didn't pull up to yeah. the, air, uh, the airport or anything like that. Yeah, there's no, like, runway to get into the terminal. There's just the little, like, those those stair runways that you see on movies, right, when you somebody gets onto a private jet. Yeah. So they pulled those up to the exits and um, the doors of the planes, and we walk out, and we're on the runway. Yeah, so they pull up that... Exactly that um, that movable stair. So you're walking down the stairs, like what is going on? Because you're not. We we know enough to know that we're not actually like hooked to the um, you know the terminal or anything like that. So we walk down the stairs. Yes, you're on the runway. And the mountains are right there. Yeah, and... it's like what is happening here. And I thought, okay, maybe just the back of the plane is being you know brought out this way, and the other side of the plane is going onto a runway. Nope everybody's just coming off and there's these bus trolleys that will bus us over to the entrance of the um the airport which is very very small yeah so they had uh two uh, of these um these shuttles and you you go in just like a normal shuttle there's a little a few seats but mostly hold on to like a pole like you're in a subway or the uh, the handle above you and two um shuttles was enough to take everyone from that plane uh, what, what, like a minute or two over, mm-hmm. and uh, then they let you off in front of the the terminal where you go in. I'm assuming at that point that that's where baggage claim is. Mm-hmm. And um, as you, as we got off, there was a line forming, mm-hmm. and uh, it looked like there was like a metal detector. Yeah, but it wasn't a metal detec- detector because as we go through. Stuff is being sprayed on us, so that's good. Some sanitation. We saw stuff. that in Mexico. <laughs> one of the uh, entranceways uh, to one of the shops had mm-hmm. like that sanitizer coming out of mm-hmm. the top, but kind of caught us off guard. You know, basically like a human car wash kind of thing. Like it just sprays you down. Like mm-hmm. oh, that, you know, 
yeah. no, had no idea that was about to happen, but that's good. No. So they sanitize everything about you, and then you are into the actual lobby area of the airport. Yeah. And then from there, there is a few different lines, and um, at the end of the line is um, a police officer or secure, security officer uh, checking your, your passports. Um, they did not say one word to us. You line up. Here's your passport. Here's my passport. They look at them, typing something into the computer, hand it back. Don't say a word to you. Looked at the other one, typed something in the computer, hand it back. And then there's a little uh, glass uh, kind of partition area, like a little baby gate, essentially, or a dog gate. Mm-hmm. And then once everything is good, they open that up. And then you are in the baggage claim area. You don't have to walk down a row of, you know, seven to ten mm-hmm. item, um, different, uh, what are those things called? The way that moves your bat your your bags conveyor on it. Belt? conveyor belts. It's one conveyor belt, I think. Yeah, just one. There was two because I almost ran oh, okay. into one to go to the bathroom. Yeah, so we put our things on our ch- uh, on a section where there's a couple of chairs. It kind of like, oh, I'm gonna go to the bathroom, and then you I turn and I almost run into this other conveyor belt. But anyways, yeah. And then while you're <laughs> while you're in the bathroom, this was uh, the moment of the truth. Do we are we gonna have our bags or do we have to start our life over from scratch? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thank God while she's in the bathroom, I see one of the bags, my bag come along. I'm like, okay, cool. At least I got one bag. Um, and then I see, and I grab the bag, put it back by the rest of our stuff as Kati's starting to get everything, you know, situated. And then I see Kati's bag, the second bag coming along. And it's like, okay, well, I don't know if things have been raided. I don't know if anything is there is broken, which I don't think anything left in there could have been broken. I'm glad we took out our laptops and everything. Um, but yeah, we see two bags and then it goes like halfway around the conveyor belt and then it just completely stops. And then, yeah, people are jumping over the conveyor belts and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. I gave them a, a minute to, to get situated. Uh, and then I go over, grab the second bag and then Kathy continues to work the things that we've been carrying by hand, uh, like a bunch of rookies into the other bags while I look over and see that there are ATMs there. And we've done some research and we see that there's a couple of options to get from the airport to the city center. There's a bus, which should be about two pounds, around two dollars, mm-hmm. or uh, two hundred lek. Or there is a taxi, a couple of taxis that you could take. There would be around two thousand to twenty five hundred lek, which is like twenty to twenty five dollars. So I went and got fifty dollars worth of lek, uh, so five thousand lek out of the ATM. I think the conversion fee is going to be pretty good. Um, these are Charles Schwab, so um, we didn't have, we're not going to have to pay any ATM fees. Will you pay them? And then they reimburse you at the end, so mm-hmm. at the end of the month, so that's no problem. Got the cash, got our bag situated. By the time, yeah, by the time we got all that stuff, uh, it was baggage area was completely empty. We're the last two there. Um, so we kind of therefore went, the airport was completely <laughs> empty. Like no one was there. Yeah, and again, this is a super tiny airport. Like we get to the other side of it, and then to the right, we see that's where you know people are coming in from, and then to the left was our exit. Like this is a super small airport. Yeah, <laughs> yes, that's why they let you off in the the runway area. Yeah. Um, so we exit out of the airport. As we're about to exit, we see there's some people there. Um, who worked there at the um, airport and we didn't sh- weren't sure if that was like a customs or immigration we have to show them anything or any proof they just signal for us to go ahead mm-hmm. uh, there were some like barrier walls up but we we're able to uh, navigate out of that without getting lost and we exit out of the airport and from there we see like there's a sign that says you know buses uh, ahead basically 
and then to the right uh, taxi. So we go to the bus area and as soon as we get into the general bus area, there's some guys saying basically like, oh, you want a taxi? Uh, $15. What do you say to us? Do you want a taxi? I have the best price. Uh, $1,600 Lex. Um, we're like, no, no, no. We're going to go take a bus. And he's like, oh, no, there's no more buses. And we're like, it's okay. We got this. And so we you know, take a few more steps forward and we see some minivans, but we don't see any buses. And so we're still you know, at the airport, like close to the main area. So we're still able to connect to the Wi-Fi. You double checked on the buses and the buses do say that they come every hour. And so we're like, oh. so we kind of start making our way back over um, to see if we can ask anybody from the airport. And that same guy comes back over and he's like, no, 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 there's no buses. You need to take a taxi. Um, I got the best prices for you. They come. Um, he's like, oh, the buses only come every hour. So at first he's telling us there's no buses at all. Then he tells us, oh no, they come every hour. Um, but we're like, it's okay. Just leave us alone. He was very sketchy and it's not, it just looked like he had a regular car, not even like an actual taxi. So the, the prices yeah. might've been the best, <laughs> but, uh, you know, who knows if he would take us to the woods or whatever would happen. So I yeah, so. uh, wasn't worried about the best price from this guy. No, no, no. So we went back over to the front of the airport and we asked one of the attendants there, do you know, you know, where the buses are? And she wasn't really sure. So she just kind of pointed us in the direction of the taxis. So we head over to like a kiosk for the taxis, the proper taxis that actually said taxi car and it was yellow. So this feels a lot more safe. Um, so we went approach there and we're kind of, some guys are kind of just hanging out, like smoking a cigarette, just chilling. And we're waiting in line and he's like, oh, what do you need? And we're like, well, we're looking for the bus. And he's like, oh, the buses, you know, it'll come later. Um, and it was, I think it would, it would have been another 40 minutes and we were going to wait for the bus. And so he's like, well, wh where do you need to get to? And we, he's like Toronto city center. So he like kind of was finishing our sentences for us. Um, and we said, yeah, but, you know, but we were going to take the bus. Like what, you know, we get up to the, we, we want the best price essentially to get over to that area. So he's like, come, come talk to my friends. So he asked us to talk to the guy at the actual like kiosk window. And uh, you kind of wanted to negotiate a little bit. I mean, I just want to make sure we're getting the best deal possible. Um, no matter how much minimalist clothing we have, we're there. People know we're not from the country that we're visiting, mm -hmm. um, you know, Hope, you know, I don't know if they think we're Americans or we're from like a different part of Europe, but we definitely are not locals. So, you know, I don't want to get like scanned up in a, in a price or anything like that. So he's like, normally it's 2,500 leg or like 20, like he, he kept doing everything in Euro. So maybe we came off as European. That's good. <laughs> uh, you know, so uh, basically it's normally 2,500 leg. Um, and he showed me like the conversion and he started writing things down. So it'd be very crystal clear. There'd be no confusion. Mm -hmm. And he's like, or it could be, uh, but normally it's 2,500, but I'll give it to you for 2000, mm -hmm. right? Which would be about 20 euros, which is about $20. Um, and I was like, would well, you guys take credit cards? And I see that they have like MasterCard or Visa, uh, you know, so that could have paid with the Charles Schwab Visa if we needed to, but there was a commission or like a credit card fee. So mm -hmm. didn't need to do that. Cause you know, thank God we went and, got enough leg out of the um, ATM when we did land. Uh, so did the 2000 leg, which he said was a discounted price from the 2500 mm -hmm. leg um, and didn't have to pay any sort of additional fee because didn't use uh, a credit card or anything like that. So no fee or commission. And he wrote that down. So it's very clear. And I said, all right, we have leg. And I think it's surprising. Yeah, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's like, here's how much in, it is in your, I'm like, oh, I got leg. We're good. We're good. Yeah. Um, so 
Yeah, so he said it was 2,000 lek. Uh, I said, I have the cash, but does he have change? He's like, no, I said, do I pay you or pay the, the driver? He's like, pay the driver. Does the driver have change? Yes, the driver has change. Okay, cool. So we agreed to the 2,000 lek. Um, and then what, the, the other guys Yeah, so over. he hands us off to somebody else um, who then was about to hand us off to a driver. Uh, but that second guy, you know, he's like, city center? And I was like, wait, hold on. You know, in, in my head, I'm thinking, hey, this is a taxi. It's not a bus. No need for them to drop us off at the, the city center where it would be another 15-minute walk to our Airbnb. So I gave him this, the, the restaurant that we were supposed to meet our Airbnb host at. He's like, okay, perfect. We know where that is. The driver knows. Um, so yeah, just headed on over to the actual taxi car now and he helped us put our luggage in the back, um, in the trunk. Some of our Uber drivers in America didn't even help us. Yeah. Um, and you can tell this guy didn't speak English at all because the, uh, the other guy had to translate for us, um, but got into the car and then you said you saw him enter in. To the meter? Yeah, so when or... you're in a taxi, yeah, you have the the, the the meter with the fare, and, you know, you could tell if it's, like, a running meter or if it's, like, a flat rate, and I could tell that he entered in the 2,000 lek, which is what we agreed to, and um, as we were driving, it didn't move or anything like that, so I felt good that we were locked into that rate. Yeah, Um. so, yeah, on, on our way to the city center, or, you know, to the main part of Toronto, Albania, and I pulled up the, the Google Maps, um, left it kind of open um, because when you open something up and you save the the area in the Google Maps, um, it kind of still tracks along with you. It saves that map downloaded to your phone. Mm -hmm. So I can see the couple routes to take over to where we needed to go. And I see that there's this big, long line of traffic. And so, unfortunately, our taxi This guy's driver, going off of memory. Yeah. He doesn't have anything in the GPS. Mm -mm. He doesn't even have a smartphone. He's got, like, an old-school flip phone. Yeah, because he had a phone call at one point and picked up his phone call on an old-school flip phone. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he ended up taking that other main road, I guess. But we ended up sitting in about 30-minute traffic, which was fine. Um, and then I think he, you know, obviously he was stuck in traffic. So then he pulled off whenever he finally could off to like some side roads to get us to the, uh, to the place where we needed to go. Yeah. So, um, yeah, exactly. And, and nothing, the fee didn't go up. I'm sure it is much cheaper to take a bus, mm -hmm. but it was already, um, you know, 420, 430, uh, in the afternoon, it was starting, sun was starting to go down a little bit. So we didn't really, really want to mess with it or risk it. Mm -hmm. I, I felt better because it did negotiate it down. And when we were in the taxi, we saw, the normal price was 2,500 like So mm -hmm. the guy was not lying to me. We did get a discount mm -hmm. from the normal price. So mm -hmm. at least feel uh, better th about that. And mm -hmm. we got the cash out. I mean, I know you have to pay for the conversion uh, from the ATM and usually an ATM fee, but Charles Schwab's, uh, Charles, Charles Schwab will um, reimburse us for any mm -hmm. ATM fees. And um, it was a cheaper rate than uh, what was listed. So if you just get into the the taxi. So I felt good about all that. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the air B and B host had to wait a little bit for us because Yeah, I did feel bad about that. You know, we got stuff in, stuck in traffic and, and it's not like we can text or call anybody. We need to be on Wi Fi to do so. So once we finally got to the Airbnb I saw these mis mixed uh missed calls. Missed no, emails Yeah. Um or WhatsApp, yeah. yeah. Um and uh so I did feel bad. But that's fine. When we met him we said, Hey, we were stuck in traffic, no big deal. Um And I was very adamant about like you know, it being 2020 or 2021, I don't need you to like meet me with a key or anything like that. Just give us the gate code, um, the um, 
the code to get enter the uh, the the apartment or the unit, um, or like leave the key somewhere in like a lockbox. But I'm happy that they did uh, have a key and have someone meet us there because we got dropped off at a very populated area and he walked us, I'm not gonna say alley, but like around the corner into like a neighborhood where people actually live, which makes sense into our apartment unit. Mm -hmm. And um, we might've gotten lost. We've watched different uh, YouTubers where they've gotten lost because there's not a clear address on it. So I'm glad he literally walked us from um, a populated area to Mm -hmm. um, the, unit up the stairs exactly where we're going to go like hey here's your key and then he walked us around uh showed us the different things that were in here and we safely got here um to our airbnb unit so i'm glad that he was there mm-hmm. to meet us give us the key and uh show us around uh, yeah. the airbnb unit yeah so we are here in toronto we made it safely and uh we knew we wanted to just chill and relax a little bit and not go to sleep right away because it's only like seven o'clock um, so we tried to stay up as late as possible. I think we made it till about 9 p.m. before we fell asleep. Yeah, going off of like one or two hours of sleep was, was rough, but we felt much better when we actually made it here uh, safely. Yeah. Yeah. So that is all the details about how we got from Miami, Florida in the United States to Tirana, Albania in the Balkans of Europe. Really hope you enjoyed it. Hope you learned some things and uh, reach out to us on uh, social media if you have any uh, comments, any further questions, uh, you know, we're Witty Travels on uh, on uh, Instagram, on uh, Twitter, and uh, we're on all the different social medias. Um, you know, just thank you so much for watching this on YouTube or listening to it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And in our next episode, we'll tell you more about uh, Albania and what it's actually like. We just wanted to cover the flight and all the details of how to get here. So thanks again for watching and listening. This is Witty Travels. What What could could possibly possibly be be next? next?